0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Not Boring Founders. I'm here with Nick Greenwald, the co-founder of Wanderers, my absolute favorite NFT project. Normally the point of this podcast, and I say normally it's been like three episodes, but normally the point of this podcast is to talk to founders of companies that uh, we've invested in through Not Boring Capital. I've personally invested more than I've ever invested into NFTs, into Wanderers, so I'm making an exception. There are no rules. It's, It's our own podcast here. So Nick, Great to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Great to meet you, too. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Awesome. Are you, are you calling in from Philly? I am. Philadelphia uh, by the Art Museum. It's a beautiful day here. Uh, high 60s right now. So, yeah. Great, great, great time. Beautiful.
0: Get down to the Schuylkill. Ah, I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I begging for everybody listening. Grew up outside of Philadelphia, so I am... Uh, very jealous, particularly on days like this and particularly in that part of the city. Uh, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Yep. We're so, both
1: Philly boys. Yep. Both
0: Philly Did you grow up outside Philly?
1: I did. Yep. In the suburbs. Went to Temple University. So been here for all my life now. Are you watching the birds tonight? I, you know, I, I don't think I will. I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge sports guy, if you can believe it. You know, being <laughs> a, a JPEG trader now, it might come as a big shock that I'm not a big sports guy. But, <laughs> yeah, not really.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, feel like the, the past year I've been able to follow it a lot less. I'm going to be on a flight tonight anyway. But, um, let's dive in. So I, I've, like I said, gotten obsessed with Wanderers. I've been writing about NFTs for god eight or nine months. I was too dumb to pull the trigger on anything before. And, and frankly, like a bunch of things just didn't resonate. I've been reading a bunch of sci-fi. i found The Wanderers, I think, in replies to somebody else's tweet, and then have just been kind of obsessed. I love the mix of the art, the audio, just love the, the way that it looks and kind of the roadmap. But can you explain for people who have not gotten obsessed with Wanderers yet what it is?
1: Yeah. So on like a surface level, uh, I like to describe it as animated uh trading card collectibles right that's if i had to explain it to my parents or someone who who has never heard of an nft we are uh, a collection of animated trading cards so they are all 8.8 second animated loops of galactic adventures and they have different properties and rarities people like to trade them around and speculate on the different rarities. Everything is a 8.8 second loop of a warp speed hyperdrive through space with uh, different music. There's different stuff going on in space, they have different limbs and different cockpits. Um, And, you know, people get really hype about uh, the different arms and, and what's rare and what's less rare. Um, So on a surface level, that's it, you can you can trade them around the digital assets. Um, everything is, you know, verified on the blockchain and all that good Ooh. stuff. So that is the surface level explanation: digital trading cards. Um, but, you know, it gets a lot cooler than that, in uh, which I think we can dive into in a bit.
0: Yeah. So before we before we dive into that. I'd love to hear how you got into this in the first place, where the inspiration came from, how you met your co-founders, like where, how all this started, because I've just kind of come into it, joined the Discord. I think we just passed 10,000 people in there. So I've come into this almost kind of fully formed, although young project. Where did it start? How long ago? And how'd you come up with the idea? Yes. Well, so I've been doing
1: animation for a very long time. Um, Before I was doing wanders, I was doing uh, animation, teaching animation online, I have a YouTube channel doing tutorials, motion design courses. Um, and then NFTs really blew up earlier this year, um, really explosive. And I've always been also really into crypto, um, have been holding and, and trading for years. Um, so for me, when, when NFTs really blew up and I was like, oh my God, I can kind of combine my two favorite things, right? Crypto and art. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. You could do this. <laughs> um, so I got really into uh, making and selling NFTs uh, at the beginning of this year uh, on platforms like S- SuperRare. I got accepted onto SuperRare. So started doing that. And that was oh. really big. Um, that was really awesome for me. And then um, what happened was, so there was kind of like a renaissance for um, artists to sell like one-of-a-kind digital art as NFTs. And then there was like a mini bear market for uh, artists like myself, where we kind of blew up, we're we're doing really well and then that died out um, and we were having trouble selling single artwork for a bit. And then there became this kind of um, explosive rise in like generative artwork and art, NFT collectibles that have what's called utility, where um, the tokens can kind of unlock more stuff down the line and, and people kind of uh, expect and want their NFTs to, to do more cool stuff, right? It can be gamified or uh, unlock membership content, things like that. And so this kind of uh, I thought, well, maybe the stuff i'm doing can maybe there's like a bridge here where you know we could do something cooler than this but i don't have any all i know how to do is make uh animation you know pretty good animation i might say um this <laughs> i, has, I, I, I like don't that. know i don't know thank you i don't know anything on the you know coding programming side or anything like that so i really just made a post on reddit and i said hey anyone want to do uh i have an idea anyone want to help me out with this Couple people responded. I looked through their profiles and I kind of like vetted them a little bit, and that's how I met my partner Emerald. Like the way Emerald like shit posted a little bit, and uh, and I said, "Hey, you want to do this thing with me? You Got an idea?" And then the rest
0: is history. Then we made Wanderers. That's that's unbelievable. So can you? Because I don't I don't even really know this. Walk walk me through how it works, how you combine kind of the animation and the generative piece. And this might be above both of our heads on the technical side. I don't know, but so like what you're designing and then how it all kind of fits together so that it has, you know, a right-hand bong or something else, you know, depending on which one uh, you, you buy or you meant. Yeah, so it, it might be, so like if you look
1: at like CryptoPunks, right? Um, what What happens there is like, you know, you have a head, eyes, nose, mouth, ears, background, right? And then you will have, let's say, 25, 50 of each one of those. And they're all in the same position, right? So you have a blue background, a green background, a white background. You have a male head, a female head, alien head. And then same thing for 10 different eyes. And then since they're all in the same position then they can all combine in different ways. And then nothing looks weird. And then you just programmatically run a script that can combine them in any different way. And then when you have, you know, 10 of each one, 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 ends up being, you know, a million or a billion possible combinations. Uh, Nothing crazy that's happening there. Um, You know, it's it's really cool. And when it, when you're the first ones to do it, it ends up being, that's really like a kind of groundbreaking thing to happen. Um, what we did were' kind of psychopaths because <laughs> what we did was it's they're animated loops, and nothing is really set in one position. And there are seventeen layers of things that can happen. And plus audio, um, and you know the the backgrounds are changing. Everything has to loop perfectly, and there ended up being th- a little under four quadrillion possible combinations. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like you know, left arm, right arm, cockpits, windows, five types of panels, three space backgrounds, music, plus a couple of types of invisible traits that we haven't revealed what that stuff means. That's in, that's going to be in storylines that we're um, uh, unfolding now. Um, so there's a lot of work to, you know, on the, but it all works the same way that I just explained with like, with like punks, you know, punks are board apes where you just, you line stuff up and uh, they have to fit in certain areas and you just make sure now when I'm playing them back in my animation programs, go through tons of different, um prototyping phases and make sure things there's a lot of stuff that had to get cut out because when it you see a certain combination okay that doesn't work right when in in this rare instance where this where the bong is lined up with this tentacle that that might if anyone gets this combination it's not going to work right right and you can't have that um so tons of prototyping like that but on the surface level that's what it is you just you're making uh really PNG sequences that have to stack and combine in a certain way.
0: It's it's so crazy. So you figured all of that out before minting, and then whatever happens once you hit mint, that's all just random at that point.
1: Yeah, and so we actually have a glitch now where... Because we, we run the script and the nature of kind of decentralization where we ran the script and we can't take anything back. So we actually have a glitch in there where... Um, we we named a couple of the files wrong. And so the right hand bongs and whiskey glasses, I believe, are not yep. displaying properly. So there are no right hand bongs. They're all showing up as levers. And same with uh, the the whiskey glasses show up as wine or it might be the other way around. I think it's the opposite, opposite yeah. way around on those. Yeah, yeah. See, you, There's too much for me to keep track of.
0: I'm telling you, man. Like I've gotten, I've gotten hooked. Like I check Twitter first thing in the morning, and then I check the Wander Discord second thing in the morning. It's 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 a lot of fun in there. Um, All right, so those glitches, I think, maybe are a good bridge into kind of where this is all heading. Because I bought the right hand bong because it glitches to a lever. And if you get a glitch, then you get an avatar down the line. So what's coming next? The trading card is kind of, sounds like the first step in a long journey. Yes.
1: Yeah, so the next thing that is coming is planet pass. So uh, what's going to happen is we are, everyone who has a wanderer, they, they get a free mint for the planet pass. So 8, 8,888 wanderers will get one planet each so there'll be 8888 planets so what's going to happen there is that um uh, everyone gets a planet and we're building a whole website with the galactic gateway which basically looks like netflix um for planets to visit so you go on you'll have there'll be trending pages and different categories and and updating events where you can basically choose to, you know, browse all these different planets by categories and filters, and you can go visit them. Um, and people can put up their planets for a certain fee or free if they want to, and then you can go visit them. So visit things you get stamps in your passport. Passports are another thing that you can trade around if you want to. Um, so basically you can try to get as many stamps. In your passport as you want this will be a, a really nice thing for anyone who like to you know build out pokemon uh decks when you're younger um it, it, it all looks really fun you, you have a whole book and you can make as many passports as you want if you want to organize them in certain ways and, and and try to grow them out as as big as you can um so that's what's happening next is planet pass and the planet pass will be it's an evolving thing so the difference between the big difference here is that Wanderers is a it's immutable right we can never we can't change Wanderers. uh so we'll never we're never going to rug your wander right can't we're never going to change your video to rickroll we can do that in planet pass right so so what's so what might happen is one day um you know, maybe something, maybe there will be like a pirate attack or something like that could happen. The universe will change and update as things go on. There could be weekly or monthly things that are happening in the universe because the universe is alive here. Uh, so we we imagine That's... that this will be a thing that is much more active. Um, so we're doing this one on Polygon. It's a it's a uh, a side chain to Ethereum so that fees are much, much lower. You can do things for fractions of a cent on here. So it's it's going to be more gamified.
0: I, I love that. I mean, it was a pain. This was actually the first thing that got me to bridge. I've been like about to do it a couple of times and I was like, i am I going to spend $100 on gas to bridge over? I finally did it for this so that I have some Matic waiting in my wallet. But it, so you said it's going to be a kind of a Netflix-like display. Will at some point this be kind of a world where there's spatial relationship between these different things, or it'll always be kind of tiles that you can go just one off visit a bunch of planets. I think that would be cool. I think
1: that we are open to a lot of things. I can say that we off the bat, I think to be that, uh, you know, there should be a certain amount of expectation. We launched Wanderers basically a month ago. And so right now, like, we're not building No Man's Sky right now where you could, like, visit every planet with, like, a 3D character. That's not what's happening right here. But um, we are putting things in place to expand Planet Pass as far as people are interested in it and as far as we could take it. That's, you know, uh, that's what we want to do. But right now, it is a web-based you know, uh, experience, but I do think that like, we got cool ideas. We're meeting with interesting people right now, but when it launches, it will be, you know, a, a click around based experience.
0: Okay. Cool. And will it also be 8.8 second with audio and all yes. of that? Is that okay, cool.
1: And the cool thing about what we're doing here with the audio is the audio is generative. So the, um, our sound designer is amazing. His name is Landon Trimble, and he has been um, making th- all the sound effects matched to the layers. So like what we said before, you know, so we have terrain and every terrain has a sound effect and then features all have sound effects. So if you have a, a lava terrain and a, you know, like an ice cloud feature, well, now those will combine and you'll get a unique sound for your planet. And you so we don't know what things sound like yet until you get it. So you might get so sometimes some really funny things happen where you get a really scary sound mixed with a really happy sound. And it's like it's hilarious how how it happens. Or you get like you can get sometimes like a, like an awesome banger planet where it's like a super dope techno beat. But it's really interesting. How the sound and they all work together. He, you know, he's like a musical mastermind. So everything's in the right key and it always works together. But it's really cool the way the sound generates.
0: It's so cool. One of the reasons I think I got into Wanderers in the first place was because of the audio and because of I don't know if you're familiar with Cyber or like on Cyber.io the mm-hmm. the NFT galleries and. One of the things that Ryan over there said is that they're never going to let music into the galleries unless they're actual NFTs. And so I'm trying to pick up, you know, Wanderers so I can have a whole room where you can walk around and have Mm -hmm. the audio experience as well. So I think the the planets are going to be a really cool part of that, particularly if there's kind of, you know, trillions of different combinations of potential songs that you could have as well. Yeah. One thing I'm really big on is like everything's got to be future proof, right? So
1: even if like people don't, care about it right now it's like i care about it right so you know you can't have animated profile pictures on twitter but maybe you can you used to be able to maybe you can and maybe you will be able to or you know if even if people aren't watching videos with sound like they gotta have sound and it's gotta loop perfectly this is all stuff that to me it's really important even if people don't appreciate it right now it's everything's got to be done perfectly it's got to be done right um it's it doesn't matter if if other people aren't doing it or if it doesn't get appreciated or it's just someday it gets it gets noticed i think
0: i yeah i'm gonna come off as too much of a fanboy in this podcast but i i i mean like that's why I got into it like i i, I very much I, I think appreciate that is there anything that was like too impractical that was future proof but like you wanted to do it but it was just too impractical to include um, I don't think,
1: I don't think so. I mean, there's, there are, there are things for planet paths that are like, we, I mean, on our roadmap, we have, we have like 10 things on our roadmap and we were, we had to redact a bunch of them. So we have like half of our roadmap is blocked out because we don't want to announce anything that we aren't 100% sure we can do right now. <laughs> yep. Um. So we've like blocked out like the second half of it because it's like, we're like, okay, we need to 100% make sure we can pull this off before we, but we're pretty sure we can, but we're like, we need to make sure. So right now we're doing like what we're calling soft launch where we're soft launching it. And then, cause we feel like it's time we, we should get something out to people um, first and then have something for people to play with to kind of beta test for a while and then do like, start doing like the big crazy features.
0: And so how do you, how do you do that on the planet side? Just specifically, would I be able to just burn my old planet for something new or is it kind of mutable and and evolving? Like, how does, how does that work when you can go back and upgrade?
1: So you mean like if we push out like a change to planets or yeah. something like that. I think we can so the, the thing is that these planets are now they're they're not done in the same way, so we could just kind of swap out videos. Got it. So okay, I don't nice. I this would be a question for Emerald, but I but I'm almost positive like you wouldn't it would just you might just come on one day and your and the videos
0: are different. Very cool. Um one more one more planet pass question which is Does the rarity of your original Wanderer card tie to any rarity of a planet? Or can I have the least rare Wanderer and the most rare planet? It will be completely random.
1: So yeah, and the rarities are going to be a little bit different the way we're doing this. And it will, It it, this was important for the story too, the story story storyline, which will start to make sense a little bit later. But yeah, it will be completely random, won't be tied to your specific wanderer. No.
0: Got it. And I guess actually I lied. One more one more thing I planned about. So is there any other project that you're taking inspiration from in terms of like these are actual kind of cash flowing NFTs at this point? Like if people are paying to go visit your planet, then they're kind of an investment that, that can spit off earnings, which is something that I have not really seen uh before in any project that I've I've come across. Was that just kind of a novel idea or something that you've seen others do? You know, I I really don't look at... I look at what other people do for community
1: stuff and, and marketing stuff, but we don't really look at what other people are doing. You know, the funny thing is, is actually, we don't really hire crypto people. Our whole mm. team is mostly made up of people that have never done anything in crypto which is pretty which is pretty interesting and like maybe that scares the people The not our, our blockchain developers are like are our crypto geniuses like emerald has been doing uh crypto stuff like uh like out the womb basically but like our which but uh, like our designers and stuff like that basically this is their first experience with nfts which i think is is important because uh a lot of uh wander holders like i think like yourself this is their first experience with an nft um and so i think that kind of mix of like um input i find to be really important because so you know we have a designer working on the planet pass website and they've never used metamask so you know to have someone building that who doesn't know how, who? Is, this is their first time using MetaMask. Well, now they're trying to figure out the user flow for someone else who doesn't know how to use MetaMask. Versus you have someone who, who may not be taking the same things into account if they're already like a seasoned vet. Uh, it's really good to have those kind of mixes, I think. Um, so, you yeah, know, so now we're so bring-
0: I, yeah reminding people to switch to their Matic wallet. You know, all the, it's actually like a fairly difficult design challenge, I would imagine.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So like, you know, same thing with like marketing, I think we're trying to do a lot of different stuff for for marketing and strategy um, versus doing being so siloed in NFT world. I don't know, we'll see how, how it plays out. But you know, I think that I, I want to do, I want to have like a different perspective on stuff than just kind of going so crypto
0: NFT, like uh, tunnel vision. Totally. I mean, one of the things that I found with the newsletter is that just doing something different and first is its own kind of marketing engine. So I I, speaking as an internet think boy, unfortunately, I have to call myself that now, like I know that people are going to go wild about the fact that you can own this planet and make money off of it. Like people are going to talk about that. People are going to write about that. That's going to help, I think, spread the the wonder messages. It wasn't something that I thought of when I first bought, but after I was in and was trying to like think of the, the real bull case to myself, I think that's going to be free marketing when people kind of realize what's going on there. Yeah. Like to me, the most interesting
1: holder is the person who this was their first NFT that they bought it. Right. Because to me, it's like, well, why, why, what made you want to buy this over anything else for your first one? Like what, what was the, the, the domino that fell where maybe you were a skeptic or or you you weren't interested and then you saw this one and you're like okay well this is it this was different enough than anything else or uh you know what what led you to do that that's such an interesting metric to me that's why i love when people come into discord and they say this is my first one and i'm like
0: yes like that that's super validating and that happens a lot. I feel like multiple times a day I see people come in and say that they did it. And I've bought like, you know, I did a party bid on a punk. So I own a little bit of a punk. I've done a couple of different things, but this is the first that I have bought multiple of. This is the first that I'm like checking and looking at every day. One of the reasons, frankly, is because I'm sitting in this office and right behind me, I have this robot wall, but the other two walls in front of and to the right of me are bare. I think... I saw on the roadmap that I'm going to be able to actually print out my wanderers at some point. Is that right? I I saw them and I was like, I want this on my, on my wall.
1: Yeah. So we, uh, we're going to be building a a gallery, um, where you can, uh, access any of your wanderer assets, high res, you can download any frame, anything like that. And you can just pull any of the assets that will come after planet Pass, And we have a little bit more time to breathe. We're also trying to get, um, Work with any kind of uh, digital frame people to get unique uh, kind of partnerships with digital frame stuff. The hard part is that there aren't a lot of square ones, and mm. we don't really want to like have a solution where we're like cropped in a different size frame like I don't so we're trying to work something out to get square ones uh, but we'll more details on that later.
0: I know that's that's I I actually asked that in the Discord the other day what the best frame is that also plays audio for it. I don't think I got any good responses so please please make that happen. I will be a partner, yeah, we're, potential partner li- we're listening working right on now. You. I will buy that. That's that's very cool. Um all right, so we've got Planet Pass. We talked about that. We've talked about the high-res gallery and prints. Take a little breather here. So are you funding all of this? Like, it feels like the team is growing. There's more and more kind of complexity that you're adding. You're trying to, it sounds like, figure out if you can kind of push the limits of the tech in certain areas. Are you just funding this from the initial sale or like, where is the money for this coming from?
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we sold out uh, about 30 minutes on the initial launch day, and then we we get royalties from every sale. So that's what we're uh, funding it all with. I mean, we are spending a lot on, we've hired a lot of people and we have we're spending a lot on um, making movies and uh, animated movies, so and lore movies and building planet Pass. and so we have like just gone instantly hit the ground running on just building out this world. I mean, I have big plans for for what Wanderers is, and so to me, it's like we have just we've got to just go for it. Um, so yeah, just all funded from from the initial sale and royalties going forward.
0: Do you think about, you know, either, I guess the traditional raise venture route or the, you know, form some sort of DAO that is contributing to, and kind of owning this route. Have you thought about those two paths and is it just cleaner to do royalties or or how how are you thinking about that piece? Yeah, it's right now. It's just cleaner to
1: keep it um, in house. I think Uh, we've, nothing is out of the question right now but we've just like it's we're still so young that it's like yeah. uh we've right now it's just it's just basically all on on emerald and myself like to to just make the decisions for everything um so we're still trying to bring on people to help us like um structure things really and i think we could open up um for More decisions like a DAO or something, but as long as we can have really strong creative control because the story is so important, that um, we need to have big influence over that for a while. And uh, you know, I, I think DAOs and stuff are really, really are really amazing and really important, but we can't lose creative control over where this stuff is headed because it's like, that's like, that's what's so hard about making this is that there's so much stuff I want to share with everybody. And like when I did, uh, my, my previous life of animation tutorials and courses, like I would just share stuff all the time, every day, what I'm working on the process. And I want to do that right now. There's so much amazing stuff to share, but I can't because it, it spoils what's coming next. Um, so it's like the, the creative vision needs to be like pretty tight lipped and, uh,
0: for what we're planning next, I think to, to work. Yep. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. It's it's something that I've been wrestling with as I've been thinking about DAOs more. I think there's obvious examples where DAOs make sense and there's some examples and it is, I've talked about product, but creative also it feels really hard to make group decisions on something like that when you need to kind of retain that control. Okay, so now we've taken the the funding pause. What comes next on the roadmap? I know we have avatars at some point. I got my glitch so that I could get an avatar at some point. But what what comes next there?
1: Well, after Planet Pass, I think all we're we're doing a lot of lore stuff that maybe will lead up to a big a big climax of lore in in the phase one. Um, we basically there's three invisible uh, traits on the Wanderers, and we've broken that into three phases of lore stuff. So right now we're in phase one, and phase one will will likely come to an epic conclusion um, at some point. So that will will be during Planet Pass. Okay, so Got that it. will be something to look out for. That is what I'm most excited for, okay? More than anything else is is the lore, the uh, end of phase one lore.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, man. What is the role of, of lore and the kind of story arc in, in this whole thing? Like, you know, I'm, I'm viewing it from the outside, so I'm seeing little pieces of it. You obviously have a story that you want to play out over a fairly long time horizon going on. How does that all fit? Or how do you think about the importance of the story? Well, I guess it's, it, uh, I guess it's like whatever you think
1: story is, right? Because to me, story is utility, right? So, so story is everything to me. So storytelling is super important. Like, what do you get out of seeing a really good story develop that over, over months? Um, do you, do you watch like a do you watch a TV show and then you're like, okay, well, what did I get out of that? Um, <laughs> so so I, I, and there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff that comes along with it. So like, to, so to me, there's something really cool about being in a discord, being on Twitter, being with a community and seeing a really good story. And it is really good. I gotta say, uh, <laughs> I'm not so an animator.
0: Were you also, a, uh, you know, did you do narrative stuff before in, in addition to animation or you just like have the story in your head and you're. Go for it. I blocked
1: out the story and then uh, linked up with a really amazing story writer. His name is Rupert Froggington, um, who has now uh, basically built out the story better than I could have ever imagined. Um, so I wrote the, orig- the, the original idea for Wanderers, and then I was like, this needs to be better. So I found this really amazing writer who has now like b- continued to just build out the world. I want to make a book, too, at some point. Oh, um, yes. So, yeah, so, uh, but I've, I've written a lot of stuff before. I've r- r- written scripts for animation, stuff like that, uh, but, yeah, he is now taking it and he, and he helps me kind of make sure everything is like, um, what's the word, uh, cohesive? Throughout. So, you know, make sure that when we put out transmissions, when we're writing metadata, when we're doing everything, that it's always like, because people are going to pick it apart. They really are. And we don't want to disappoint them. They do, them. like, immediately. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Even when we're doing Planet PlanetPass stuff, like the metadata, we got to make sure every single layer and attribute, make sure there's no mistakes anywhere. Um, every single thing is co- is cohesive with the story and the narrative that we're building. We take a lot of time and effort to make sure that everything is is going on the right track going forward for, for the world that we're building.
0: It's so... I mean, I, I didn't even really appreciate this about the project or NFTs more broadly until now, but that kind of... If Netflix kind of took the story and moved it over to you can watch it whenever you want, you can watch it all at the same time, this kind of explodes it and lets you play with it over a long amount of time. Like It's both kind of like, I guess it's a 3D story kind of, or even a 4D story where you have this time dimension that you're playing with, but you have different media that you can use. And I can't even imagine how, I guess it makes sense that you brought somebody in, but how you keep track of all those different pieces in your head as you're developing it.
1: Yeah, it is like a 4D story that, you know, because you have, it It goes over a long period of time and you can also, you interact with it, you own parts of it, right? And you can influence it because if people, people own parts of it, they can move parts of it around, they can do things to it. Uh, and there's a community involved in it. Um, and you know so we have to keep track of all this too right people could do certain things that influence it if if you know i can't really think of an example of what but they could do you know because it's all online people could interact with it and so we have to do a lot we have we have done things where we've had to kind of adapt certain things where we realize something has um has happened so we have to we have to
0: adapt certain things to and it's all been for the better so this is another another one that is just kind of pure curiosity on, on my part. But when you're talking about making a book, if you're talking about kind of making movies and all of those types of things, how do you deal with IP ownership and royalty? Like, if my planet shows up in a movie, am I getting a royalty off of that, or like how is that that all? How does that all work with the the community and ownership? I have no idea. I <laughs> I would I
1: wouldn't do anything that like are, are, I would that's what i thought about this too like if 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 a big studio or something wanted to um you know use wanderers right or they wanted to if netflix wanted to make a show or something it would have to it would have to involve the nfts right they we wouldn't like just transfer over everything like it would have to involve the story and it would have to use use everyone's nfts in some kind of way that made it interesting for the community Um, we don't want to just give over everything because not after what we've been building. Um, like I was thinking like, if we were going to make a game right now, like I wouldn't, I don't think I would want it to be, I don't want to say, I don't want everyone to like crucify me if we do something else, but like, if we were to make a game right now, like would we just make a game, like a standalone game that didn't involve anyone's NFTs? I don't know. I think we would want it to involve things in a certain way. Um, it's, it's hard to figure out now the thing is that, like people, I mean, people make a lot of requests. They're like, "Well, we should make we should make t-shirts, and like everyone gets a cut of like the royalties from the t-shirts." I'm like, "Okay, like let's let's think about this a little bit. Like, how could we'll we all possibly $10. <laughs>
0: right? How
1: could we possibly do this? I mean, there's certain things that are just like not they're not feasible, and um, I, we're very loose with like the IP stuff. Like, if you bought a Wander, you own it. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, we own Wanderers as a brand, right? That's, that's ours. But like, if you own the Wanderer, sure, you can do whatever you want with it. That's fine. But do I think you have I a treasury? Treasurer- Sorry.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask if you have like a treasury of Wanderers that you can just like easily use in projects without thinking about it.
1: We have a vault of Wanderers. Yes.
0: Yeah. Got it. That makes, that makes sense. Um, and this is, this is such a mind blowing thing. It's I, I like that it's, that it's even cooler than kind of I I had anticipated. How did you figure out, or how did you decide to do space and the theme in the first place? Are you a sci-fi nerd? Have you been, like, where'd that come from?
1: I love space, uh, but also I've done, if you go through my animation history, I've done, like it it led up, you can see that it was obviously leading up to this too. Like I've done a lot of projects that look like this. Um, So it didn't come out of a vacuum. Uh, like I did a lot of these kind of first-person cockpit-style animations before, and so I had figured out how to make these uh good, I guess, in in this kind of method. And then I was like, wait, we this could be a really cool kind of generative story-based uh, project like this if I take the knowledge I have of making these st- these style animations we could really kind of do this in a, in a really clean uh, way. So, yeah, I think it was, it was, it was all leading up to this. I feel like
0: that makes sense. Are you like, do you think this is your next kind of 20 years thing? Your full-time in Wanderers. Like how, how long do you think this all takes to play out? And is there like a stopping point after phase three, or are there things that you kind of can keep doing beyond that to extend the universe and the story? I think Wanderers becomes
1: like an empire. I do. I think that it's, I think it goes on for, I, I, I'm in it for as long as everyone else is in it. Yes. So I, I want it to be, become like a massive thing where we have games, movies, books. It's like a universe that everyone has a part of, right? Everyone's a part of the story and we've built it in a way where everyone is a part of the story and, and everyone will see that they are a part of the
0: story. Everyone who's in it. Do my do my hands have an impact on the avatar that I end up getting? Are there characters in the story that, like, is there, you know, a guy who likes drinking whiskey and an octopus and all of those types of things? Or I guess an alien with an octopus arm? We're still figuring out how we're going
1: to do the avatars. So this is something that we've been talking about, too. I think that, you know, a lot of people have been requesting that their avatars match their pilots right now. And I'm hesitant about doing that because then we're just running a script that's already predefined right mm. and when you do that you then you start to kind of limit randomness and you miss out on on crazy things that can happen and so you know yes then everyone gets to have a matching wanderer that matches what they have already but I don't like to like predefine things like that and so then you miss then every single possible trait of hands is already known and they're and they're from the get-go versus you're missing now then there will never be a double bong hand and this who knows if we're even doing hands on the avatars right but but then then you we've already defined that there's never going to be a double bong avatar right and so to me that's that's not fun now. Uh, to just, just to, just to please people that want to have ones that are matching their avatar. And then you're giving everyone, you're choosing the one that everyone gets.
0: I don't, I don't like that idea. What's been the most surprising. So you mentioned crazy things happen and you mentioned community there. Like when you throw the code and the people together, there's a lot of randomness that can happen. What's been the most surprising thing to you so far? So
1: actually, yeah. So. Um, for anyone listening who's not familiar we have um, when you look at the spaceship cockpits there's a possibility for five window panels to appear and they can either be each panel has the uh, possibility to appear on or off with a panel like a designed like UI panel and when I was making these I started having started to have like a panic attack that people who did not get a panel design would be unhappy, um, and so like I said, if they if they didn't even get one panel design, I thought people would be really upset about that. Like they would feel cheated, and so we went through like the week before launch. I reworked tons of the panels to make them like more colorful and and bolder and stuff like that, so that everything would be like uh, more heavy handed on the panels and. And I was like, okay, well, this is just how it's going to be. And, you know, some people just won't get panels and that they're just going to have to deal with it. Like they will be less rare. And then what happened after we launched was that the no panels ended up being the most sought after trait that, could, that people wanted. And I didn't even expect that as being like a possible thing that could happen. And so that has been the most surprising thing for me is that people
0: wanted the no panels over the panel designs. Yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't spent any time in the Discord, which I highly recommend that you do, it's what discord.gg slash Wanderers. Um, There is a channel in there called Bounty Hunters, where people help other people find the, the right Wanderer for them. And... One of the things that people use is something called rarity tools, and so they'll plug in the number of the wander, they'll see the rarity score if it's one of the thousand rarest. But the people in bounty hunters are like, by the way, you know, they're not going to show up as particularly rare, but like people really love the no panels and blah blah blah. So there's something that kind of evolves just beyond the numbers because you have this community piece in there.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, people. What's what's great about wanders is that people go after wanderers and don't pay too much attention to the rarities they go after what they like which is awesome that is really validating that there is more to this than rarities right people want to go after they say oh this one has boba tea i like boba tea this one's for me it doesn't really matter if it's rare or not you know people are still trying to snipe super rare traits right there will always be that uh, need to go after things that are rare and appear less and stuff like that but we also see that people don't care about that; they just want to go things that are visually appealing, which I think is is the coolest thing. Like if you if you like something, you shouldn't care if if an algorithm says you shouldn't care if an algorithm says you should like it or not. You should you should just like it and you should want it. And so I oh, never what if, if I've bought a couple of Wanderers, and I don't care if what I never look at Rarity. I mean, I made the the project. You shouldn't care what I say or not either, but. I I never care about rarities, even on other NFTs. I buy, it does not matter to me. It's
0: all about, do I like it or not? What's your favorite thing? Like if you're looking for a wanderer, what are you looking for? I'm weird. I like the,
1: uh, I like the windows, not the panels, not the cockpits, the actual windows. So some of them have a lot of wires on them and like, some of them have plants on them. I like those. And I also like the planets. So I care I of the I think I care, right I think I care way less about what other people like a lot of people go for hands and stuff like that to me it's about the windows
0: I went for a banana just because I wanted to get the board apes all the all the different ape collectors to join the community and try to lure them in with with the banana but I also just like bananas I think it's a fun yeah. fun thing to throw in there why are why are monkeys such a huge part is it just because of the ape punks or like, why are monkeys such a big part of NFT culture? I think it's because of the apes.
1: Yeah. Aping in is a term you ape into something. I think that with a combination of bored apes, that's yeah. It's all
0: aping. It's all, all aping all the way down. What is the thing? So you, the reveal is the, the thing right now that you're most excited about? Like, what is the thing that you want people to leave this conversation understanding about Wanderers and excited about, about Wanderers?
1: I think that people should be just excited to if if you want to be part of this project you should be just be excited to be in a project with other people that like are not super hyped to just flip something that are excited to be in a community that cares about the mystery and storytelling and yeah price is always a factor right everyone like no one wants to say everyone's like yeah like, everyone's like yeah okay we want it to go up right but from what I've seen, this community genuinely, like people just really like the way it looks and they like the vibe. People sit in our music channel all day and just listen to music and uh, are just happy to be just holding on to this. And like they genuinely just like the art, they like space stuff. And I think that's really, I think it's a really refreshing community to be a part of.
0: I completely agree, man. That's that's one of the things that's that's drawn me to it. I literally put the YouTube channel up as I'm writing. Like I just listened to the Wanderers F M YouTube channel. Like it's yeah. cool that there's so many pieces of the project that that I resonate with. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm very glad to uh, to have found it. All right. So where can people find you, and where can people find the project?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we are at Wanderers underscore NFT on Twitter. You can hop in our Discord. It's uh, discord.gg slash wanderers and my personal twitter is at motion by nick although i am have- not active at all anymore because Wanderers has taken over my life. So just come in the Discord and chat with us. Packy's in there.
0: We're all in there. We're having a good time all the time. So come say hi. We're all in there. Nick's active. It's it's a fun community to be a part of. If nothing else, don't even buy the NFTs. Come for the yeah. story. Come for the community. And then at some point, you will certainly want to buy we'll get one get one of the NFTs. We'll get you. You just come in, come in <laughs> without one and we'll get you. It's the power of story. Nick, this, is, uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, thank you for making this project. I'm really excited to see where it goes and get back to work because I would like my, my planets.
1: <laughs> I will, I'll be working all day. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.